All right, Audible's back on the air. Kimbo Camper, John Conjemi, and uh, John, here we are. It's a Super Bowl week, San Francisco and, and Kansas City. They both got into town uh, on uh, on Sunday evening and, uh, you know, media day on Monday, and then it's uh, and, and as to work. Then they get to work on the, on the game. And, you know, it's funny, the, these two weeks off, and, and you know, you, that there's such a void between championship weekend when you got the two – Gearing two, up, right? Two great yeah. games, right? And there were two really, really good games to watch. And then you got that two weeks before the Super Bowl starts. And that week, that Pro Bowl week, where where it's just like the there's like a void of uh, of information coming out, little dribs and drabs, but right? All of a sudden, when they show up, when the two teams show up in town, it's a uh, it's a flood of information going around. Information, misinformation, rumors, scenarios, all kind of anything you could imagine. It has been going on over this past week. You know what? It's so much fun to, to gear up for Super yeah. Bowl after a week of kind of like the doldrums. Yeah. You know, you go up and you, you're right. You get so excited for those championship games because, you know, the winner is going to get their chance at the ultimate prize, yeah. which is being a world champion. And then you kind of go through and you fight through that week. And now all of a sudden it's here and you don't want it to end. You know, you like you said, you go through that Monday where all both teams face the media yeah. and they have a night, uh, you know, at Marlins Park and then they kind of get through their routine, you know, their normal practice routine, their normal meeting routines. And and the coaches kind of put the final touches on their game plans. And I'm sure they were doing a lot of work during that downtime, you know, to finalize and, and get a game plan where they felt like they were going to, you know, become victorious on Sunday night. So it, it's a long road and it's a long way to go. But I bet those guys, you know, time's flying yeah. for those guys because before you know it, it'll be Sunday morning and they'll have the butterflies and they're yep. ready to go. And and that's probably the hardest time waiting and waking up and waiting for that kickoff that's going to be around 6.30 on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think early in the week, I can remember when when we, you know, I had the opportunity to go twice and and, and ended up on the wrong end of the stick on the, on that thing. And, and it's funny because people ask you, you know, I've asked, been asked this a number of times, you know, you, you go to a Super Bowl and you lose, would you rather have not gone or, or, or go and lose? And I said, yeah, I would rather not even go. I mean, it, you know, it's for that one team that loses. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's you know, gut wrenching. It, 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 it is a gut wrenching blow. You it, know, it's awful. It's a, and it never leaves you. To no. this day, I walk around the two championships that we lost yep. in, in Canada. It's like you, you scratch your head, going, "We could have won both yeah. those games. We had a chance to win." Yep. And you kind of go through plays and you go through uh, different things that you would have done differently or w- hope that they would have changed yep. uh, the outcome of the game. But you're right; it's gut wrenching. Yep. It stays with you for a long. Well, you know time. what? I, I tell you, to this day, I, I mean, you know, I I, I played in '82 and '84. You know, that's you know decades ago um but it still bothers me to watch the super bowl to this day yeah you know i i watch it i I watch it like everybody else but when i watch it there's a there's there's a hole in me right there's something missing inside of me because you know having been there having had the opportunity only to to fumble it away twice uh and just having that memory linger with you and you know god you know especially you know leading up into the super bowl you know they're playing super bowl oh, highlights here, come, yeah, and here, come. here comes this game here's this <laughs> game here's that game and you know every now and then you walk by and you're like, oh geez i don't watch that game again you know <laughs> forget it but much less much less a second game after that you know <laughs> because because you know you know how it is it's, it's, well it's like when you're watching tape and, and, and being a player you yeah. know that play's coming you know, you know, coming. You know that situation's yeah. coming again yeah. and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it and you have to kind of sit through it but now we're adults we can walk out of the room yeah <laughs> exactly we don't have to change the <laughs> exactly. station forget that i don't want to go know, through that funny. again i'll go back you know, i'll go further than that you know i got my my, my mother-in-law when i was playing uh taped almost every one of our games right 
you know. And she was up in New Jersey, and so we're, you know she got a lot of the games up there, and and she put them on VCR, right? So I've got these VCR tapes, and I, you know, who, who God knows who has a VCR recorder now, but you know, everyone goes, well, why don't you get them all turned into to DVDs and stuff or CDs? I'm sure you can get them digitally or whatever. And uh, I go, I don't want them. I, I don't. I, I can't look. Dude, at you them. want me to let that shit linger I, 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 longer? I, I can't. <laughs> well, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like a like a third week of the season in 1981 or something where you played Tampa Bay in some you know right random game, random meaningless yeah. game. And and I slide it in for a minute, and I watch like one series. I, go, ah, I can't watch this. I know, because you know, I, I know it's kind. Of, I remember I missed a tackle here, right? And, and you know, and I, I'm afraid if I watch it. I'll hear the echoes of Don Shuley in my ear. Make that <laughs> play. <laughs> oh, it never goes away. It never goes, it never goes no, I'm away. I'm 65 years old. I know. And it still doesn't go away. It's right. still, I remember, I could pick up any game, put it on, and watch it and go turn it off because I know I made it. I got, oh, I know, yeah. I know there's, I got something coming up I don't want to see. You know what's funny? My high school buddies and I, we went and played golf the other day and we were reliving uh, one of the plays from St. Thomas yeah. Aquinas when we were 16 years old mm -hmm. about George Smith getting choked on the on the court, on the phones, running down the sidelines <laughs> because I changed the <laughs> right, play in right, the huddle. Right. You know, it was a time where you used to shuttle players yeah. in and out. Yeah. So the, you know, the fullback would come in and another fullback would go out yeah. or a wide receiver would come in, a wide receiver would go yeah. out. Well, my best friend comes in at wide receiver and he goes, yeah, he wants to, the old man wants to run 31 S, sure. S trap, but I, I'm, I'm going to be open on the corner. I said, let's <laughs> run the corner. <laughs> so we call the play and we change the play. And all of a sudden I see George running down the sideline yeah. and instead of the cords falling off of his head, right. they fell on his Adam's apple and he almost went ass Feet over tea first. kettle. Right. Yeah. yeah. He almost went down and he, we, no one yeah. wanted to go to the sidelines yeah. after that. It's, it's funny. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was over, I was at a deal. I did a deal a couple years ago with the uh, like reunion of my senior, my uh, high school football team uh, of my senior year. And we had like 25 guys there, which was awesome. And, and guys I hadn't seen, she's some of those guys I hadn't seen since, since the day I left to go to college, you know? And, and so to come back with, and it's funny because the conversations were, and I don't know where I got off on this tangent, but anyway, the conversations were, you know, they'd go, the guys coming, hey Kim, you remember that? Remember when we were playing, uh, you know, Mount Pleasant High School? You know, in the third quarter, and I'm going, bro, that's a long been a time lot, ago. Been a lot of games under the bridge. There's a lot but, of hits, but but but, yeah. but but for them, you know, for guys that that's vivid, that they played, know they it played, like games yesterday. Yeah, where where their their last game, their senior year that was, was their, it. That was it. That's right. where their that's where their football life ended right. for the rest of their life. So those memories of those games that they played in that year. Are, are crystal clear to them. Exactly. Crystal clear. And me, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, I remember where that school was. Right. You know, but that's I, about Yeah, it. we won that game, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember. It was 34 to 17. You know, we came, you know, well, I don't know. Well, but, I guarantee the guys playing on Sunday for yeah. a world championship will remember the good plays. Yeah, no doubt. They'll remember the bad yeah. plays. They'll remember the ones in between yeah. for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, man, if you're playing in that game, how badly you want to yeah. win that game. Yeah. You know what? And, and too, you look, you know, you we we could sit down and we'll, and we'll talk about the game. We'll, we'll talk about the 49ers and, you know, can the 49ers run yeah. the football like they've done and be effective against, uh, you know, against Kansas City. He got Chris Jones coming back for them and he played last or the last game right. and, and he got out healthy. So they got one of the big run stoppers back. You know, can can Pat Mahomes, you know, do the things that he does? He's done against that San Francisco defense, especially with that front four that they've got. You know, we'll, we'll talk talk about all, all that stuff as we go on but but you know it's funny you can you can break these in and look you, you watch nfl network 
you watch ESPN, you watch any of these shows, and it's going to be broken 24/7. down. It is going to be broken down to the most minute thing you can think of. And if I was to put a an umbrella over the game and say this is what's going to decide the game, it's going to be the team that takes the game more seriously than the ancillary stuff that's going on around you with the Super Bowl. And it's easy to say that, hey, when I get there, no, no, we're going to be focused. But when you, you know, when you, when you, I remember playing in the first Super Bowl I played in, we went to the hotel and, you know, checked in, got our keys, got everything. You had to go in, like, if you're a Nike guy, you went into the Nike. Right. You did suite, all your and you, deal. And you got your goodie yeah. bag and then all the t shirts and stuff they're getting you. And, and then you go up the room and then, and then, and then, and then you come down and all of a sudden the elevators open up and the lobby is Be just packed. packed with people. It's family, it's friends, it's people looking to scalp tickets, it's it's agents, it's how about it, the people you forgot anybody. to tell? Yeah, I'll meet you. Yeah, I'll meet, exactly. I'll meet you there at such and such. And so I mean, so so you've got all this going on, and it's to me, it's the team that can filter that out, the team that can push that aside and not get caught up in it. To the point where you get into a game and it's the second quarter, and you go, man, we're in the Super Bowl. You're gonna be, you know, something's, you know, so, so that 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 to me, I, I think these games, you know, like I said, on, a, on an umbrella looking at it, overall, or 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 won or lost by the team that can focus the best this week. They both focused last week when they're on on their home in their home facilities. They put in their game plans. They talked about what they're going to expect for the the week of the Super Bowl. Don't get into this. Don't do this. Don't right. do that. Don't watch, this, watch this. Watch yeah. this. All that. But then when you and you go, yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. And then all of a sudden you get here and 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 you know and Pandora's box opens up. Well you're right. And you have two different styles of coaching too. You have a young coach yep. that's in his very first Super Bowl and you know he's he's has the confidence of being able to capture a world championship because he feels yeah. like he has the best team. And then you've got a veteran coach that's trying to put a stamp on his legacy in Andy yeah. Reid, uh, you know, compared to Kyle Shanahan. So there's, there's two different spectrums yeah. on maybe how they approach that week off in terms of, Hey, do this, don't do this. This is how I want yeah. you to go. I want you not, not to change a thing from the way you've approached every game, you know, go leading up yeah. to us getting a chance to win a Super Bowl, and then you may have Andy Reid's wisdom and, and knowledge of, hey, I want you to do this because we found out this was best. Yeah. You know, this is the way we approach it. We we went one route; it didn't really work yeah. out for us. So you have that to consider. You yeah. know how how the mentality of these teams are are coming into Super Bowl week with a young coach that you know is his first time against a veteran coach that boy, if he wins a Super Bowl. You could see him, you know, maybe one day being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame, we're going to get a chance here a little bit later on in the program uh, to to talk to who we who we hope is going to be a Hall of Famer uh, Saturday, the day before uh, the Super Bowl begins. Uh, Zach Thomas, you know, Zach uh, up for the Hall of Fame. He's down to the to final fifteen. Five five guys go in, and when you look at the landscape there, you feel pretty good. Uh, about Zach's opportunity, so we'll get a chance to talk to Zach and and about what that may mean to may mean to him, and, and hopefully will mean to him uh, is that happens. And and so just another thing that goes on, yeah, during the course of this week, and you kind of forget, yeah, uh, it, about it, it, a lot of the stuff. You know, if you're an NFL nerd, if you're a guy that just 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 guy or girl or whatever that that just lives and breathes it, um, it's a great place to be around the Super Bowl, especially it's in our own backyard and. You know, there's going to be traffic and there's going to be a lot of people. And, and I don't necessarily want to get involved in, in the traffic and in too much of that stuff. But, boy, if you're, a, if you're a fan that hasn't been around it, 
um, I, I would I would implore you to go down and just even if you don't have tickets for it, just go down and be around it. Yeah, be be around for the pack, atmosphere. Pack some patience. Yeah, right. Pack, pack some patience. Head down to the convention center. They got the you know the 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 NFL experience going on and. And just about everywhere you go, and you got Radio Row down you, there. Exactly, you've got and just about everywhere you, you're going to run into players and 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 celebrities and 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 everything. It's become such a, you know, it, it's amazing when when and I keep going back to when my experience because that's what I've only got is, you know, when 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 I had the opportunity to play, I thought it was I thought it was amazing how big it was, how big the Super Bowl was. It looks that looks like a that looks like an NFL pre-squad inter-squad scrimmage now <laughs> compared to what it compared is. to what the Super Bowl is now and the size and the scope and, and the hype and the in the events and the way the NFL has taken this thing and, and really turned it into you know you you can talk about World Cups and you can talk about Olympic games and and they've the NFL has put this game in the you know, in the stratus of of, of all of those games, it biggest, is biggest sporting events in the world. You you can't talk about it without throwing the the Super Bowl right right there on the top of it. Well, it's a, it's a destination. You yep. know, they they've made it a destination for football fans from all over the world. Really, yep. you know, now that there's games in Mexico and there's been games in London and, and there's been games, you know, all over the world in terms yep. of trying to garner that fan awareness and and, and that passion for the sport of, of American football. Yeah. And it, like you said, from, from the 80s to the 90s to the early 2000s, we've seen this game kind of morph into not one week, not two weeks, but the entire season, yep. you know, because as soon as it ends, they're talking about the, you know, the, the next, next destination yep. and where, where you're going to go and yep. how, how much fun it's going to be, you know, in Tampa or in LA or in Atlanta yep. or wherever, you know, wherever it's going to be held in the next couple of years. And Minneapolis. Yeah. You, you still will. I'll leave <laughs> Minneapolis out. <laughs> Cincinnati. <laughs> Detroit. There no, you, you can keep going, but yeah. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The, the fan base, they're already thinking about the next one. You know, yeah. I'm going to get tickets. I'm going to go here and we're going to go, we're going to spend the whole week. You know, there's only yeah. a week between that game and, and the Super Bowl, yeah. you know, the championships that year. So they're already plotting out where yeah. they want to go. I think there, I think there are Wednesday Super Bowls. And there were Monday Super Bowls. The Wednesday Super Bowls are Minneapolis or, or you know, cold weather yeah. play. Where, where are you going? Where why are going to go for Why the hell they put days. a Super Bowl here? I, I'll, I'll wait until Wednesday go. Miami. Tampa. When it, when it, used, to, when it used to be in San Diego. Yeah. You know, the Bay Area. Hey, let's go out there Monday. Man. Got, we could do a lot got, of we stuff. We got a lot of stuff between you know. <laughs> Well, especially if you're living in Chicago yeah, or you're yeah, living no in doubt. the Northeast in Boston, you want to get out of the cold. Well, if you're thinking about, let me, if you're, if you're, if you're in, um, you're in North Dakota, if you're in New York, if you're anywhere on the yeah. Eastern Seaboard, if you're in the, you know, in Colorado or whatever, and you're sitting there and it's, it's snowing or it's freezing, and all of a sudden on, you know, you're, you're, you're playing, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. You mean, yeah, but I think I'm going to go Thursday, and all of a sudden you flip it on and you look and it's like. Absolutely beautiful. It's here. Seventy-five they, degrees. They got the degrees. beach, the palm trees. Hey, can we? You guys want to go tomorrow? <laughs> exactly. Let's get the hell out of here. And go tomorrow. You, you don't know? have to check the weather channel. That's no, for sure. No. So speaking of that, uh, you know, all the site and, and, and again, Miami. To me, why Miami is not on a regular rotation for this game is to me. To me, the best. To me, if I was to pick, it be it would be Miami. It would be New Orleans. It would be San Diego, mm -hmm. and, and probably now with the uh, with the. Uh, 49ers and you stand probably the Bay Area up there probably be the and, four and Vegas is probably going to come into, Vegas into play in the mix too. Of which ooh, 
I can't, I can't imagine that. That might be a two weeker. (laughs) (laughs) But, but anyway, but so this is, this is one of the plays. So know where it is, know what it's going to be. Now the question is, John, when you look at this football team, these for this football game, boy, they're two. You you can make a case. Easy to make a case. We could sit here and go for ten minutes. Who you and, like. and you take Kansas City, and I'm going to take we San Francisco. Yeah. And, I, and we'll tell each other why that, that team's going to win. And then we go flip it over, and I can tell you the same. And, and, we, and, our net, our, we would be I nodding, you, yeah. I can tell you why the other guy is going right. to win, you know. So right. it's, it's one of those games, which I think to me, I think this is a, I, thought, I thought I heard yesterday that this game, one point spread is the lowest lowest point spread total. Uh, of any of any Super Bowl, it's that close. That's amazing. And when you we really do when you dive in and you look at the teams, you the the names, you know, the, the quarterbacks everybody mm-hmm. knows. You know, the defensive ends for for each team yeah. or our key defensive players everybody knows. But it's the running backs. You go, okay, yeah, this guy was all right with Miami and Damian Williams, yeah. or this guy was, you know, this guy was on five teams just a couple of years ago for San Francisco. Yeah. So so you you don't really have familiarity. But you do in terms of the way they play. And if you follow the, 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 those two teams throughout the regular season, you know that they have fought adversity. You know, they're not coming in with, you know, just one loss or, or two losses on the season. They've been able to, you know, kind of get back after they've stumbled and get back into their winning ways yeah. and get on a roll a little bit. And especially when the playoffs started, you know, with the Dolphins beating New England and having Kansas City be able to stay at home you know, throughout the playoffs really helped them because in their two games, they fell behind and they kind of needed that home field advantage to get that crowd going and get get themselves back into the football game. And for San Fran, the same way, only their wins have been more dominant. It seems like, you know, they, they felt like they handled their business a little bit more clean, I guess, cleaner than Kansas city did. But I just think it's going to be one of those games where gosh, the quarterbacks are going to have a lot to say, but the defenses yeah. are going to have equally uh, enough to say on the on the winner and the outcome of this game. Yeah, the thing you know, the thing I look at is in those games. I mean, you look at San Francisco uh, against Green Bay, and and you know, who knew Raheem Most Mostert, Mostert yeah. was going to come out and two hundred some yards, four touchdowns in the game, and become that guy. Now, <clears throat> my guess is that he's an afterthought. Come Monday after Super Bowl, I, I just can't see. You know, look, everyone knows his story now. He's on five, six, seventeen. How many teams he's he's been on and kind of bounced around? The Dolphins had him, yeah, I for, remember for, for, talking for, for a little bit and in uh, this and that. But to to expect that he's going to do it again is a little bit far fetched to me. But having said that, you know, the other thing I look at about that game, uh, the the championship game on the NFC side is. Well, I think I thought just San Francisco just mauled Green Bay. They did. Uh, from the offensive line, defensive I think the line. offensive line just manhandled the line of scrimmage and the defensive line manhandled the line of scrimmage. And to me, that was the biggest difference in that in that football game. Never allowed, you know, n- n- never allowed um Aaron Rodgers to really get going, never let them get their running game going and, and defensively they had a, they had an answer to everything that uh, the Green Bay was showing them. Did you think too watching that game? I, I think San Francisco because they're so athletic on the offensive yeah. line and and Kittle is such a good blocker yeah. at tight end. The way they scheme their runs are a lot different than a lot of teams in the NFL. Yeah. You know, pulling a tackle and letting your tight end seal and yeah. that, let yeah. that tackle get to the second level when you're running a counter that yeah. takes a long time. But yet they were still able 
to be able to get yeah. the angles on yeah. those blocks because they're so strong and athletic yeah. to get there. I just think that brings a whole new dynamic well, well, in Kittle, their running Kittle, game. To me, Kittle, Kittle is really one of the keys. And look, and look, you, you can talk about him catching the football. Both tight ends on both sides, exactly. Right? Runs after catch. You know, you could talk about that. But, but I think you're right. The thing to me that makes him such a, a perfect fit for the 49ers is his ability to block. He come in a wham block and take somebody out. They're not. They're not afraid to set him over a defensive end and have him hook him. That's right. And try to get him in a position. And, and you know, normally you watch. You know, you see a lot of the time where, where it's they a put mismatch. A, yeah, they put a. You know, they, they put a linebacker over a tight end or a defensive end over him, and the guy gets run over. Well, Kittle matches up and, and blocks as well as just about any with them, right. and that gives them a lot of a lot of freedom. And, yeah, and, and to me, it's almost this game may be about perimeter football. Which team is going to be able to get their running game out to the perimeters? You know, just think back. Think back to the game, uh, uh, Kansas City's game against Tennessee. That that one play. Where where Mahomes gets out almost you know barely gets around the corner and then you got people got any outruns him down the sideline right. one of the great runs that we've seen in you know in playoff football and you know there it is that perimeter game if you got to you know can the 49ers keep him off the perimeter and keep him from turning that corner that's going to be one of the big issues for them but and can, can San Fran have some balance because I don't think in a Super Bowl I mean they did it in an yeah. NFC Championship game they didn't throw a pass in the third yeah. quarter. I mean, can you continue to yep. to live like that and and be able to work off of play action yep. now because you know Kansas City's going to have an answer at the line of scrimmage. Yep. You know they're going to. It's not going to be as easy as it was. I don't think yep. in the championship game. Now it might be. Well, might well, well but be. look, I think one of the things Kansas City may have going for them from that standpoint is you know Tennessee tried to come. Remember Tennessee came out in the championship game. They went three tights. Yeah. You know they're trying to do all that stuff, trying to get the corners and this and that. So so Kansas City had a chance, had a had a game a couple weeks ago defending what I think they're going to see out of the 49ers in, in a different fashion, right. but still that work in the corners and trying to, you know, trying to break down that, uh, trying to, you know, break down the contain that there perimeter. And, and find, yeah. and, and find a soft corner. on. Yeah. It, it'll be, it'll be interesting how, how the defensive schemes and what they try, their answers are going to be to the multiple sets that San yeah. Francisco and Kansas City can give you. I think Kansas City is a little bit more freewheeling with, hey, let's just go one back and let's yeah. let's spread everybody out and let Patrick decide where he wants yeah. to go with the football. And I think it's going to be a key for him to be patient because yeah. San Fran's going to sit back in zone. They can put pressure with just four. Yeah. You know, so they're going to sit back in those zone coverages and you're going to have to re take what's there in the passing game yep. and not really force the issue down the field because that's how oppo opposing teams put the ball at yep. risk, yep. you know, f for the, the corners and, and Sherman coming yep. up with a couple picks in the, in the postseason and being able to get greedy, you know, yep. when, when you don't need to, when yep. you just need to kind of let it come to you as a quarterback. Yep. And that'll be something to watch. Yeah. The other thing too, is watching Kansas city, their offense, you know, they just, you know, Andy Reid's going to come up with some different wrinkles. He's going to show you different things. And I can recall going when we were, when the Dolphins played Kansas city, uh, a few years ago, going out there when Albert Wilson was still on, on right. the Chiefs, and much like they use Tyreek Hill now, you know they were using Albert on those jet sweeps. Oh man, fake jet, you know, just you know, motion, give, give, give him motion, and now everyone's in, and then you come the other way, and, and so you know he he's Andy Reid knows this offense has put this offense together so much that misdirection, wide misdirection is, is going to be a a big part of this game. And the other thing is, I think when you look at at Kansas City's offense, and you've got a, 
a very you know speed kills on their offense. Right. So they're a fast. Can't, you can't lose leverage no. if you're San Francisco. Eye discipline exactly. and and being yep. disciplined with your leverage. Yeah, and you got you got that front. You know, one of the things I've always you know would much like much like when 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 um, the Giants beat New England when when they played them in the Super Bowl when New England was undefeated. Their ability to just rush four guys up front, create pressure, and look, they had Eli Manning back. You know, I mean, not Eli Manning. They had um, who was. Uh, Oh Brady, right? You know, Brady wasn't going, you know. So, so it wasn't the same. wasn't the same as having Patrick Mahomes. I think San Francisco can do that with their front four, but they're going to have to be cognizant of passing lanes. Right. They're going to have to be cognizant not of, getting past of the quarterback. Yeah. Front side and back side, because one thing you know, you know, especially like you know Nick Bosa. Nick Nick Nick's played great, you know, um, all year long. He's been dominant. If I see one flaw in Nick, it's he wants to make every play. So they run that little sweep to the other side. He's collapsing He's down. You do that little fake toss, run the naked boot coming back, and and especially you got Mahomes who can you got now you got him run pass right, and he's out there in the open, and he's got leverage. And, and yeah, he's got leverage. Right. He's wide open. Got a tight end. You got Kelsey coming across high the low. field. You got the high low, or I can run and and, and attack the line of scrimmage. Boy, that that to me is going to be one of the issues that I think that that that. And, and I've wa- I watched the, the 49ers enough to where you you can see where they've they've kind of schooled Bose on that. But he's just he's got that mentality of wanting to make every play, and sometimes he bites in that cheese. And and so so there's a lot of different opportunity out there. But speed and athleticism on offense for Kansas City versus speed and athleticism That's right. on the defensive side of the football. It's going to be a great matchup. San Francisco. That that is going to be those those two, two those that matchup. Kansas City's offense against San Francisco's defense, to me, is it's that's the uh, that's the cotton candy. Yeah, that, that's the one you want to bite of and watch it. Whereas when you look at San the Francisco's side, offense yeah. against the other one, you 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 kind of feel like it's going to be more of a more of that three three, three yards in a cloud of dust. And it's going to be of more of, of three and out and, and yeah. field position, you know, and, and finding a way to limit the explosive plays yeah. for Kansas City. Yeah. And on the other side for San Francisco, they want to possess the football, yeah. keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. So they're going to try to grind it out, play action, get yeah. Jimmy on that little play action where he has the tight end really quick in the flat, yeah. get the football, they move the chains, and they do it again. And they start on that yeah. clock because the, the less – opportunities and possessions you can give Kansas City in this game. I think that's one of those keys for San Francisco that they're going to try to, you know, create ball possession yeah. and create a time of possession and create field position yeah. wins to make them go 80 and 90 yeah. yards. Let me ask you this, John. Uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, biggest game he's ever played in his life. Absolutely. As last week was the biggest game or right. two weeks ago was the biggest game he played in his life. Uh they, they, you know, he didn't have to throw the ball a lot. What he throw eight times? Didn't, didn't have to throw the whole ball a whole bunch. They were able to run the football. Um, I've got to think that Kansas City going into this game says, "Hey, you know what? If someone's going to beat us, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo." Oh, I think they're going to come after him. You, you got well, you. They got to stop, stop the run, run and force him to. If they they got to make him be the focus of that offense. Absolutely, you got to win or lose. You're gonna you're gonna have to win or lose with Jimmy Garoppolo. They want to do the football. what they did to the Titans. Yes, I'm not saying that everybody has a Derrick Henry in right. the backfield because they don't. But that's the formula. Yep. You have to win on first and second down. Yep. If you get to third and eight, make the quarterback 
yep. win against man coverage yep. and make him do it with the least amount of time in the pocket. Yep. And I think that's where Kansas City wants it to be. If they can stop or slow down the run and then send that extra yep. guy that makes Garoppolo maybe want to throw it a count early, yep. that's that's their advantage. Yep. That's where they want the game to yep. be played. It's funny because you look at the teams and they're very different, but they're very similar. Tight end dominant, right? Both teams are tight yes. end dominant. Both teams have pretty good offensive lines. Adequate running. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. It's going to be a nice little matchup here, and very fortunate now to be joined by uh, by uh, first of all, one of my favorite players ever for the uh, for the Miami Dolphins, and uh, one of the classiest guys that ever played for the Dolphins, and hopefully we see him here uh, on Saturday morning. I guess at some time. Saturday, I don't know if it's morning or mid afternoon. I think Zach will take it, it any time on Saturday when he hears that little. That's right. That knock on the door, and 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 we'll I think we'll all celebrate. Uh, celebrate that. Zach Thomas and uh, join us right now. Zach, hey, thanks for joining us. And uh, John Kinjemi, Kim Camper with you. Appreciate you taking some time out for us. I know it's a, a busy week and an exciting week for you, so we really appreciate your time. Hey, anytime for you, Kim. Same with you, John. Thanks, Zach. So, so Zach, tell me, here here we are, uh, early, early week, Super Bowl week, um, Hall of Fame coming up. You're one of the finalists, uh, five guys being picked. What's in your gut right now? Man, it's uh, you know what, I I already feel like I won, man. Even if I get the the phone call, I mean, just to be in the conversation, to me, is humbling because, you know, it's it's a individual award with, but it's a team game, and so, and and you both know of all the great talent we had around me and JT, um, during those times with Jimmy Johnson, you know days and and that was fun so for me to get all the credit is kind of like uh you know but you know i'll take it you know <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you uh, have you if you if you if you got, got a swath of uh, a cloth out to see what you look like in in mustard yellow no 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 <laughs> i i never i never yeah I, I never do that and that's not me and that's not really me to be yeah. out, you know me already. I get Kim, you. I not get the you. Campaign or anything like that. Yeah. It's just never. That's not me because yeah. I feel like, uh, man, the game has been so good to me. Yeah. For me to expect anything that it owes me something, man, no, nah, man, it doesn't owe me nothing. It gave me everything. It's from purpose to family to to just a great life down yeah. here, and so I'm I'm very uh, grateful. Well, well, Zach, I think much like. Much like your your career with the Miami Dolphins, this this event coming up, this Super Bowl or this uh, Hall of Fame moment for you, um, is is much like the way you played. You, you didn't need to talk about it. You just went out in the field. You did your job, and you did your job uh, as well or better than anybody else. You prepared better than than anybody I've ever seen. And and, and so yeah, you you allowed your your game to talk, and, and your game is still talking. And I think that's why you're on the cusp of the Hall of Fame right now. No doubt about that. Well, I appreciate that because, I mean, if I deserve to make it, I'll make it, plain and simple. Because yeah. the rest is all ego, you know. It's it's uh, So, and, and if I don't, I don't, you know. But it doesn't take away – because you remember, Kim, when I came in yeah. as a rookie in 96, it was just a big meathead, me and Larry Izzo, just like <laughs> – ready to go you know yeah. we're just trying to make the team i'm gonna make special teams and then 
you know, looking back at it, when I was eight years old, coming from a small town in Texas, man, I never imagined this. You just yeah. keep pushing the bar higher and higher and higher. And for me to be in the conversation, man, come on, man. Well, you know what, Zach? I think it's, number one, remarkable because of the career that you had and the type of man and the type of person that you are. And everybody knows that uh, in South Florida and back in Texas just by the way you handle yourself. But I wanted to ask you, what motivated you the most? I, I know that there were things that, you know, in my personal life that you had to draw on, that you had to continually kind of read or look at and, and say, that's not going to happen. I'm going to be determined to do it this way. And this is how, this is what's going to lead me to help my team win. What was the most thing that you kind of relied on or, or tried to maybe recite or think about that motivated you to be the best player you could be that would ultimately help your team win? Well, because I didn't fit the part john um i didn't look the part um that motivated my whole career because even out of high school i was like two-time all-state and i still didn't get but two offers and then in college two-time all-american went to the buckets awards with uh, kevin hardy and ray lewis and i still go 154th pick so for me i always found it in that like i had that chip on my shoulder because i knew every one of those 17 guys that were drafted out <laughs> yeah. ahead of me mm-hmm. of linebackers i mean i I pretty much, I don't want to sit here and name them all, but Kevin Hardy, Ray Lewis, Donnie Edwards, yep. Steve Conley, Reggie Brown, Teddy Bruschi is a good linebacker. Yeah, right. The Curtis Jones, who was before me, um, did I say Reggie Brown, Purcell, yep, Gask? Yep. I, I knew every one of those guys, John, early in my career because I reminded myself, man, because, hey, man, I just wanted the opportunity and I got it. I got so lucky to land with Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. to to be able to be in the right system. That's luck, man, to be – because I could have went to any of these three, four systems that, you know, they're plugger guys. I w- it wouldn't have worked there. Um, and to be trusted as a rookie to start from the get-go, come on, man. I, I was uh, blessed in that. So that's a little luck. you got to have a little luck along the way. But my, as for the motivational part of it, man, I was the most motivated guy, motivated guy because – I always look for it because when I played and I was playing, when I was playing good, I'd always pull out clips from what I cut out for anybody knocking my game or whatever, just to keep me never too comfortable. And it was always to keep my mindset because the game will humble you, man. You start playing really good. You start your, your, your prep gets lazy and you get full of yourself, right? Oh, and I never wanted to be comfortable. So if I had, you know, Kim, back in the day when I had those blisters on my mouth, I was playing pretty good at the time because I was stressed out. And yeah. that's what I love because I may stress my friend, you know. Hey, Zach, you, you know, I, I, Jimmy Johnson, you, you talk about Jimmy. He went in uh, last week and, and I'm sure you saw what it was just an emotional, emotional thing. And I know how much Jimmy meant to you, not only because he drafted you, um, but talk a little bit about Jimmy. Beyond the getting drafted and beyond, you know, I, you know, putting you in there as a starter the first week and putting Jack Del Rio in the coaching business a little earlier than he wanted to be in in the coaching business. But what was it about playing for Jimmy Johnson that because Jimmy was kind of Jimmy was kind of on that cusp of the old school, new school kind of guys where he was still tough. You guys did inside drill every day. You did live tackling. You did all this. Stuff. What was it about Jimmy? and his way of coaching his team and motivating his players brought the best out in you? Well, I owe everything to Jimmy. 
just like I said earlier, not for the opportunity and even drafting me, but just for having all the talent around me. But the thing that they always talk about how he's a great talent evaluator, but he was great at motivating too. I mean, he had what a psychology degree or, or something in that way. And he would come with all these speeches that were very motivating, but it, Jimmy was a guy that when he came in the room, cause he had that intimidating presence there's few guys that I've been around. Like they had Pat Riley come into our room to talk to us one time. And he has that yeah. presence. Not too many guys have that presence where, you know, there's other coaches that everybody's just horsing around when they come in the room. When Jimmy came in the room, everybody got quiet <laughs> and everybody was there in the meeting room. It didn't matter if we have a nine o'clock meeting guys were there at eight 45, eight 50, because they knew if everybody was there and there was one guy missing, it was eight 58. He was late. Didn't matter if it was nine o'clock meeting. That was Jimmy. Jimmy could look at me, and and if I wasn't playing so good, he just give me that look. Yeah. And he already got the message across. Those, that right there, just special. How he can motivate guys. He knew who the guys to push, who to be harder on. But yes, those days of practicing, then man, I remember going live in the middle of the season because we weren't practicing hard and tackling to the ground. And I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar got hurt. Um, and I felt bad for that because I was on a blitz and I hit him, but he didn't even play that week because we're going live in practice, you know? So, but yeah, Jimmy was the, the best man. Yeah. Zach, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the mental side of it. Everybody could see the physical traits that you possessed and the the passion that you played with. But I, I was hoping that you could remember maybe a story or two that you're playing in a game and you're calling out a play in terms of being able to know exactly where that offense is going with the run, with the play action, whatever it may be. And that quarterback kind of looks at you like like Jimmy Johnson looked at you when he wanted you to turn it up a little bit, going, that SOB knows exactly where we're going. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, when we – I mean, I, it used to be a chess match when we played like a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. Because right. those guys always had a lot of time when they were in the snap count, you know, usually around 18 seconds, they're over there seeing what we have there and we're disguising and doing all that. But then they make a call. Then it's how you do adjust. How do you adjust? And so that part of it, that's what I miss. All the pre-snap was my favorite part of the game. That's why walkthrough was more important to me than practice because I'm wasting my time. If I don't get my alignment, right. And I'm talking about alignment. It could be one inch, one direction or the other, my depth, because it was most important for me was my alignment and assignment. And that's when you win anyways, right, Kim? Because usually on Monday morning is the coach is telling you what you did wrong when you get beat. Because you beat yourself way more than the other team beat you. So for me, walkthrough was my most important thing because it was – overlooked what a lot of guys they always like horsing around but that was when i was most focused because i felt like i always relied relied on the angles never get an offensive lineman a clean angle at me versus different formations because i you know i wasn't the biggest guy so i always angles was important to me and when they tried to go wide to get to me for the perimeter, a lot of times they run into Timbo. You know how wide Timbo was. <laughs> <laughs> so they couldn't even get to me. So, And then when they're trying to get to that angle, they're not square on you. You can take them wherever you want. Now, if I was to take on a guard and try to go man up, like even John Offerlaw used to do, I can't do that. That's not me. 
it's not me. I can't do that because I'll, I'll get mauled. And so that was so important to me. Um, I got off rambling on your, your, your uh, question there, John, sorry, but with the whole mindset part of it, like if I was to catch a play or two during the game, it would tell me that I'm in their playbook when yeah. I really wasn't. Yeah. And you got to react as a linebacker. But before game, before going in a game and you prep really good, you got a lot of confidence, man. Because, you know, I didn't have all the tangibles with the speed or, or the size, but I was probably the most confident player on the field because of all that prep. And it was a skill I trained, man, over the years. And uh, that helped me with the anticipation and, and, uh, and reading the play. You, you, you touched on, you touched on, on, on Tim Bowens. <clears throat> I'll add Daryl Gardner, Trace Armstrong, Jason Taylor, um, Channing Crowder, Patrick, Sam, um, uh, Brock Marion. I don't know who I feel who the other safety coming in and out was, but you guys, you guys, <clears throat> the one thing I always enjoyed watching, I enjoyed watching the way you guys played, but I also enjoyed watching you guys play because I know how close you guys were, you know, and had the opportunity to play on some, on some teams where we were just so close that you, you could have nonverbal communication. Guys knew what you're doing. You know, you didn't even have to say anything. You could look them in the eye and they knew what you're thinking. And, it, and I just, both on and off the field, I just felt like you guys were such a close unit that um, that, it, that it made you a, a really, really good defense. Although you had really good individuals, you, you were better as a unit than you were the individuals of, of that unit. I agree 100%. And it was fun. I wasn't to trade that defense for anyone. I mean, you know, it, it, it was kind of hard at times um, because you got to take care of yourselves first on defense. Don't worry about what the offense is doing because a lot of times they relied on the defense because at the time it was okay to punt. Well, it's never okay to punt, you know what I'm saying? But for us, sometimes we go to the sidelines and by the time you get your water, <laughs> they're already calling punt team. Yeah. And so for guys, because here's the thing, if you sit there and go, what? Punting already? Negativity is already sitting in. Yeah. You're not, you're getting out of your mindset your zone and you got to take care of yourself to give yourself the best chance to win in that game and so that's why we all had to stay together and and that's what's good everybody gave everybody credit man look at jt man first ballot deserving and he gave the whole team on especially the defense credit for his induction and we all feel part of that because i was so happy for him because i mean for one of us to go in, it's amazing because it's the best of the best, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Zach, uh, we appreciate you spending some time. We could sit here and talk to you uh, forever. But um, I just want to, again, thank you for your time and and, and thank you for your career and, uh, you know, lifelong Miami Dolphin. And, uh, you know, we're we're proud of you and we look forward to to the the good news coming to you this week on on Saturday and and can't wait to see you uh, in the Hall of Fame. It'll be, I may may have to, you know, I I put a, uh, I, I put a, a, I said I would never go into the Hall of Fame until they put Bob Kuchenberg's bust in there. I might have to sneak in if they put you in there. I may, I may have to yeah. go in incognito, <laughs> not Richie incognito, but I may have to go in undercover to, to see your bust in there. But hopefully, at one point, I can go in and see both of you guys in there. Uh, but hey. I know, I know this is a big week for you. And again, appreciate your time and uh, yeah, and wish you Zach, no, nothing luck, but the best. Buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. And you know, Bob deserves to go in. Rest yep. in peace, man. And and you know, for me. 
I'm going to be in Canton this year anyway, win or lose, because yep. it's Jimmy. So yep. I'm going out there. So I, uh, we got to get you out there, Kim. No, so it'd be nice, uh, you know. To be added there. Well, I'd be I'd be happy to see you. I'd be happy to see you guys go in there because the only way I'm going in is with the ticket. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach, we'll Zach let you go, thank man. you so much, man. Appreciate Best of luck, right, guys. Thank you. All right, all right, awesome, awesome, Zach. You know he's uh, you know, you talk about a guy certainly deserving of of, of Hall of Fame, um, but just you know, I, I mean. You know, you, you just look at guys and you look at the way they carry themselves and you look at the class. And, and, and that's the one, you know, when he came in, I remember when he came in with, with Larry Izzo and they were two, you know, two just balls, balls to the wall guys on and off the field, had a good time, played hard, played well, did everything well. And then to watch them continue to grow during both of their careers, but mostly Zach since Zach stayed here and watch the way he handled himself. And, you know, one thing I always remember about Zach, he, he took he, he took losses as hard as anybody, anybody I've ever, I've ever, I've ever met. And yet, you know, I was still doing the, the, still going in the locker room, getting sound and stuff after, after games and everything. And no matter how bad the loss was, he always stood up. He was there to talk he, he to was, you. He was there to talk. That's right. And he wasn't shutting anybody down. And, and no matter what question was asked, he answered it and he answered it in, you know, truthfully in the way he felt. And, uh, and I think that certainly endeared him to a lot of people, and uh, and just the way he carried himself. You know what? He's he'd be he's an awesome guy to get in the Hall of Fame, and he'd be another guy that would uh, would represent the Miami Dolphins with, with a lot of class. Well, he's so, he's all about class. He's yeah. first class, and I just I just wish him nothing but the best because yeah. the way he played the game with the passion, the intensity, and the way guys played around him. You know, we talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick this year for the Dolphins, and you said, well. What made him so good? And I would say, look at the way they played around him. Yeah. Look at the way the guys raised their level of 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 play with him on, in, on yeah. a weekly basis just by having him at quarterback. I think that's what Zach Thomas meant to that defense. You looked and you you watched the level that he played at consistently as a member of the Miami Dolphins yeah. for all those years, and you look around and everybody else was at that same level. Yeah. But I, I think he was the catalyst. He was the guy with the energy. He yeah. was the guy that were making the, all the plays at the biggest times of the football game. And there were many of those guys on defense yeah. that did that, but I wouldn't say uh, there were that many better than, than Zach Thomas. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. We had, uh, we're had we going to wrap it up here in a second, but uh, you know we had Trace Armstrong last week and, and, and talked to Trace about – his thoughts on Zach and 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 I thought he really you know the one thing he said that really resonated with me and always and stayed with me was the fact that Zach made the biggest plays and the biggest moments of the game yeah and, and that to me is one of the things that defines Zach uh, defines Zach Thomas absolutely all right that's gonna do it we're gonna wrap it up and uh, got a big Super Bowl coming up we'll be back next week we'll talk about the winner of that game John real quickly before we go I'm not a big I'm not a big predicting guy, but what? How do you see this game? Uh, how this game playing out? Boy, I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be one of those where I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have the football last, and I think they're going to find a way to win the game yeah. somewhere in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know what? I'm a. I grew up in the Bay Area. I was a 49er fan with the John Brody and you know, Leo Namalini and you know, all Jimmy Johnson and going back to all those guys forever and ever and ever. Um, so I've got a little soft spot in my heart for the 49ers, but uh, you know I, I think I'd like to see Andy Reid uh, walk away with a uh, with a Lombardi Trophy in uh, in Kansas City. So um, I, I like both teams. I've liked both franchises. Uh, it's you a know, great for, matchup. Well, for a long it's time. A it's a great f- match. It's a star-studded Super Bowl. 
there's all you know there's different styles there's different guys it's, it, it really is going to be you know you couldn't ask for a better matchup I, I was I was dreading I was dreading Tennessee Green Bay Ooh, you know I think rolling, the NFL was dreading <laughs> Tennessee Green Bay rolling into Miami this week but uh, <laughs> but we got the got two teams with two teams dressed in red coming in we'll see who comes away with, be the, fun, uh, man. with the trophy at the end that's going to do it for the Audible this week we'll catch you next week we'll talk about the game afterwards for John Kanjemi I'm Kim Camper. stay safe we'll see you then Thank you.